Your thoughts on the president's address on tourism and, and will you perhaps uh, heed the call by the president have, that have called on the nation to take part in the, Jerus- uh, the Jerusalem Dance Challenge on Heritage Day, which is tourism month? Absolutely. We are certainly definitely going to be taking him up on that challenge and we also <laughs> would like to see him um, take himself up on that challenge. Certainly, Elvis, this for us is fantastic, fantastic news. It is certainly um, just like coming up for air after being forced to swim underground for such, in fact, since March. Mm. So for us, we're waking up today with a renewed sense of specific purpose. And the hard work of actually rebuilding our businesses starts today. How much, we, how much is the damage caused by the lockdown and how much will the opening of the international borders impact the tourism industry going forward? Well, you know, the tourism industry is a very... Uh, in fact, I'm so happy that he himself, uh, the president yesterday, gave our industry specific mention. I think perhaps because of the uh, recognition that our industry is the one industry that can stimulate and, and, and dramatically improve a lot of lives. 1.5 million um, jobs um, that were at stake, of it, the damage has been massive particularly given the fact that we were the first industry to uh, be locked down and we were the, we are the last to be opened up. And it can just, um, uh, that gives you an indication. Personally, um, I, I, I work for Tourvest. We've had to retrench. We've lost some very, very good people. Um, again, because we could not just carry all of those jobs. And majority of them, as you know, the industry is um, a majority um uh, and the majority of the people in the industry um, that work in the industry are women. They've all been affected. These are women who lead households, who have responsibilities that are far greater, as you know, in our society. So we are particularly pleased. We want to go back to work. The first important task at hand is to really phone all our clients, especially those who had, uh, who still had faith in not only their wonderful experiences here in South Africa, but us as a company and the service to say that thank you for not cancelling in in totality, but uh, thank you for postponing. We Uh are now able to tell you the borders are open from the the 1st of October. Let us start planning. And then, of course, for those who completely cancelled and completely lost faith, uh, uh, faith, Uh and explain to them how and why they have to prioritise coming back and visiting South Africa uh, uh, first Uh compared to other competitions. It is open, but there are still some restrictions. Are you perhaps concerned that some countries that still have high infection rates like the US, France and others may be blocked from travelling to South Africa? 100%. Obviously, we are going to approach the next phase with caution and with absolute professionalism and precision. Elvis, nobody in the tourism industry, I can tell you now, wants a second wave. We will be idiotic. It will be suicidal for us to be reckless in approaching the next phase. The next phase of our business right now is to make sure that we hopefully government consults with us and engages with us as operators on the ground to come up with a list of countries that South Africa is going to ban. And, and, and it has to be based on science and rational facts and not just um, as we unfortunately experienced with some of the 
regulations that were um, uh, impacted us um, during the lockdown. So we, we, we hope and we look forward to um, engaging with government, consulting um, with them to come up with a list of countries that um, uh, would be restricted. At the end of the day, the biggest advantage we have over other African countries at the moment, obviously, is the fact that um, we, there, there is no mandatory um, quarantine when you land, because that's a, that's a killer. You can't come on a 10-day holiday to South Africa or a 10-day business trip to South Africa and have to spend uh, 10 of those days in, in government quarantine. Nobody mm. will plan for a trip like that. So the fact that they've asked for a, um, a, a certificate, a COVID certificate, which is negative, 72 hours prior to travel, that's fantastic news. However, we would want to really help and assist government in making sure that when the passenger does arrive or the businessman does arrive at our borders and presents that COVID certificate, we don't have the kind of debacle we had with uh, unabridged birth certificate, um, uh, which is still a very fresh and open wound with, uh, with the industry. And our immigration officers are all well-equipped, well-informed, and are familiar with the COVID certificates coming from all sorts of different countries. And people don't get turned around, and we end up in the papers for all the wrong reasons. So we are, in the, uh, we are ready, able, and willing to work with our government to make sure that we welcome our um, uh, visitors, both for leisure and for business, in as professional a manner as possible that helps mm-hmm. us to really stimulate our industry and make sure that we focus on the growth. Talking, about, stim- talking about stimulation, the relaxation of restrictions on the venues, outdoor and indoor, alcohol sales and on the curfew, will that assist the tourism industry even revive faster? Without a doubt, Elvis. In fact, uh, the, probably that's where really the domestic um, uh, tourism uh, sector will will actually assist in reviving more than the international at this point. You must understand. There's going to be a. Um, I, I don't. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I don't envisage a, a stampede to our borders to come visit South Africa. It, people will take it slowly, and it, there will be a wait-and-see attitude, which is understandable in this human nature. So for us, we want to make sure that we are absolutely doing things the right way. Our sector was the first sector to adapt to adopt um, 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 internationally uh, recognized and accepted uh, COVID protocols, health protocols, and we are going to be exercising those and making sure that we do not, we do not go back to any uh, lockdown at all. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, it's suicide for us. I thank you so, so much. Uh, I thank you so much for that. That was I am tour- the hashtag I am tourism spokesperson Tembi Konenem Simang. Wonderful news there for the tourism industry. For some analysis on what level one means for the recovery of our economy, we now joined on the line by a political economist from the Nelson Mandela University, Dr. Nsikilelo Breakfast. Doctor, very good morning to you. Did the government, do you think, go, went far enough in lifting the restrictions to enable economic recovery under level one? Yeah, so um, I think the, the mismanagement of the, the economy, you know, during the, the epoch of uh, state capture has had a negative uh, effect on different sectors of uh, the economy. So I think what uh, COVID-19 did was to compound uh, the situation. So I think the president is trying his level best to turn the ship um, around, even though the wheels are turning uh, very slowly. So I think it's good that he has uh, opened um, different or on Sunday, at least, um, we are going to open different uh, sectors of uh, economy, in particular, 
and tourism and traveling and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So I think it will go a long way in terms of uh, fixing um, the economy and the way things are. Now, 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 some are referring to a second wave, and you also heard my previous speaker speaking about perhaps the second wave if we don't adhere to the protocols uh, with the reopening of the international borders from October the first. Uh, could we? Could could we? Could that maybe be our double-edged sword? You think? Look, we are not out of the wounds um, as yet, um, but at the same time, I think uh, just the numbers have uh, de- um, escalated. So I think um, at least, you know, uh, we can try to open other sectors of the economy um, so that at least, you know, we can uh, try to fix um, the way things are. I mean, if you look at how our uh, GDP has uh, performed, I mean, we have had uh, a decline of, I think, uh, 50%. uh, So I think, you know, one can take a risk. Um, I think it's, it's... it's worthwhile, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think it must be noted that we are not out of the wings as yet. Mm-hmm. Some are questioning the fact that the curfew and the restrictions still remain in place under lockdown level one. Do you think there's still a need for that? Yes, I think there is because, I mean, earlier on you spoke about um, the second wave. So I think one has to be um, uh, cautious, um, but at the same time, you know, at least I think uh, there are signs that. Um, we are making progress um, in terms of uh, our numbers, in terms of uh, uh, infection. Now, talking from a perspective of the economy, uh, is there perhaps a concern that, that government's economic recovery plan is, is not far finalized at this late stage in the game? And, 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 and can we bridge that gap in relation to close the gap between the rich and the poor in this country? Well, I'm over the moon that there is uh, an economic plan um, that government uh, has uh, developed um, and it has uh, consulted um, across uh, the board in terms of different uh, stakeholders, labor, business, um, and so on. But what I don't understand, uh, Elvis, because I've not read uh, the document, so I'm not familiar with the ideological underpinnings of uh, policy, whether it gravitates to the left or um, to the right, because that is uh, extremely um, uh, important. Uh, If it's a policy that strikes the balance between um, uh, the two, at least that will go a long way in terms of uh, narrowing the gap between the haves and the have-nots. I thank you so much. That was political economist from the Nelson Mandela University in Port Elizabeth, Dr. Nsikilelo Breakfast. So I'm asking you this question this morning.